Welcome to Big Stick Skiing. Everyone at some moment in time has dared to dream big. Nick Smith at six foot two dreams of sticking every water ski jump he takes. Join us as he includes you in his dream of making it big in professional water skiing. This is the Big Stick Skiing Podcast. I'm Joe Smith, and this is Nick, referred by many as Big Stick Skiing. So there you have it. It's been two weeks and quite a few days. I know our 25 listeners are dying to get to podcast number three, Big Stick. How are you? Yep. Good. Uh, Good week. Two weeks of skiing. Uh, Special guest on this week. Yeah, I see that. Uh, Should be a a good, good episode. We have a new guest here, and this guest we actually spoke about the um, on the last podcast, and so we've been anticipating this one. Pete Haggerty, welcome to hey, how's the it going, uh, guys? Big Stick Podcast. You're the Thank first you. guest we've ever had. Beautiful. Yeah, looking forward to it. Good. So, so Pete, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, this podcast is following Nick's journey into uh, professional water skiing. Um, he's, he's had that dream to get it done. So tell us a little bit about you. How did you get started? So I grew up in the state of Maine and, uh, my parents used to water ski professionally actually in, in, uh, at SeaWorld in Orlando back in the eighties. So, uh, I grew up with, uh, two of the best coaches around and, uh, was able to learn, learn through them and, and on a local team that they actually started. And, uh, once I got good enough to, basically come down here to florida i did so cool so in maine somewhat similar to where nick's from in the upper peninsula of michigan like what was that main event like what what's uh what was a what's a local show look like up there same as everywhere else yeah pretty much you know uh the traditional whatever 13 acts or whatever it is in a in an hour long show uh jump ballet swivel pyramid doubles the uh the whole thing what age did that start um, I started when I was three, Wow! uh, but was in shows more when I was like five or six. And so your parents were skiing also at the same time or that came later Correct. or before? Or? Yep. Yeah. So they were, they obviously, my, they both grew up skiing, uh, when they moved to Maine to start the family in uh, the late nineties or the early nineties, I guess, uh, there was a, a three event club and they joined the club just to do some skiing. And eventually it kind of turned into a show ski team uh, because of them. So did you kind of know that this is where your, your life might be headed? Uh, kind of. You know, I, my parents never really pushed me to, to water ski a whole bunch. You know, obviously I, I was expected to come to the practices and the shows and all that. But um, I played other sports growing up and they never really pushed me in water skiing. They kind of let me take the reins on that. And that might have been the trick. I know I was pushed yeah. into it, and I, I didn't really like to ski for quite a while <laughs> when yeah. you were pushed. So, um, so you're skiing at the show there locally. What was the first step? Obviously, the, the parents are a big influence, and you're seeing how it's done. Um, what made you you go to the next step? Uh, so kind of funny story. Honestly, one day I was just kind of thinking about it by myself in my head, and I was like, you know, I, I was – I was big into track and field and I liked snow skiing a lot and I liked water skiing obviously. And, uh, one day I was, I was hanging out at the lake and, you know, a couple of good looking girls in bikinis. And I was like, man, I think I like water skiing the best. <laughs> That's right. It's sometimes as easy as that. A couple of girls yeah. in bikinis and away you go. Um, so with that, 
tell me about it. Like, did you just get in the car and go? Were you done with college? Were you in college? Were you indecisive of what you wanted to do with your life? You just yeah, go with so the feeling? Pretty much when I was a sophomore in high school, I knew I wanted to ski pro at some point. Um, I didn't know much about the professional shows that were out there. I just knew I wanted to do it. Um, so I went to college after high school uh, at the University of New Hampshire. And uh, one night I was sitting in my dorm room doing my anatomy and physiology homework. And uh, the next thing I knew, I was watching Matt May's water ski highlight on YouTube. Didn't even remember how I got there. And I was just like, golly, that's that's what I want to be doing right now, not this. So, uh, yeah, I, I called my parents and kind of asked them about the professional shows. And they knew about Legoland because uh, they had previously skied with Don, who just got the show. So I uh, sent in an application. And after I, my freshman year of college, I moved down to Florida. Nice. And so when you were sitting in your dorm room studying anatomy, I already spoke about <laughs> girls in bikinis. What uh, was this like the weather bad also, I bet? Oh, yeah. It was we definitely had a couple feet of snow on the ground. And I was just uh, just kind of burnt out, ready for something else. Got it. Got it. Well, I do know this. So the, the last episode when we were talking about we talked about goals, um, the, the stick there was has been and, and was in a big slump. Um, as far as skiing goes. So we're like, how do you come out of a, a slump? What about a mentor? Are there influencers? And so that's how your name actually came up as a, a big influence that you've had on big stick skiing over there. And so, Nick, talk about that. I mean, when you got rolled into town, you came from six feet of snow, drove through a storm, you pulled up to where you're living, you go to work the first day. Was this just how this happened? You guys yep. met? Um, so I showed up to work the first day and, uh, Pete was there and I knew of Pete, followed him on Instagram and had been living through him the last couple of years secretly. Uh, I think we were, it was pretty cold that day. We were barely skiing or those guys were skiing. I think I was watching my first day and Pete said something about drinking beers and lighting the grill that night. So I went over to his house, I think the first or second night I was in town, and we had a couple Miller Lights. I brought down a case of spotted cow for him and uh, his girlfriend, Darian, and kind of went from there. Got it. And that usually gets things moving. Case of beer and... Pretty good first impression. That's right. Some (laughs) new friends and away you go. I did see maybe a couple of pictures, a video or two on, on Instagram of, you know, that vessel you have. It seems like oh, a floating, yeah. floating raft with a electric motor on the back. Yeah, the, the homemade pontoon. Nice. That was uh, the cheapest way, basically, to get us on the water and have a couple of adult beverages, watch the sunset. <laughs> and the chairs come right off, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. It's the, ch- the chairs off the patio set in their backyard. <laughs> yeah, I think you could market that pretty, at least, uh, what is it, do-it-yourself type thing? Yeah, exactly. Perfect. We, uh, uh, we took it out a couple nights ago. And we're rolling it down the street and all the old ladies walk, uh, walking their dogs always tell us to take pictures and, Oh, you guys will remember that forever. <laughs> the old ladies love it. So why don't you put some of those pictures on, on uh, bigstickskiing.com? Maybe Instagram. I can get, I can get some up there on the Instagram page tonight. <laughs> Perfect. I think that'll be a hit. Okay. So let's get to skiing. Um, you had the beers, you go out for a, you know, little pontoon trip, get to know each other. And then the nervous big stick goes to first day of work, maybe second day and starts skiing. 
what are you looking for, Nick, as far as that first, second day and not knowing a whole lot of people? And, and Pete, I don't know if you kind of relate to that first, second day. Like, is it the same kind of feeling? Like, how's that? How, how was that? We'll start with for me, uh, my first and second day, uh, I was coming out of winter, so I hadn't been on the water since August. And they started off just having me go ski, hit the jump a few times and do a couple helicopters. And I knew every person there was going to be watching. <laughs> so it felt almost like a tryout. <laughs> so I was actually a little nervous about that. I think it was super cold and super windy that day. And I went down probably every other jump. Also wasn't used to the site and that quick turnaround and the one ramp being a little steeper than uh, what I'm usually used to. So I felt a bunch of pressure on my first day, I guess. And was Pete there immediately to say, it's okay, buddy, get on up. <laughs> I think you just let me do my thing that the first day, you know, <laughs> right. getting the ski legs back under me. Pete, similar. Yeah. But he's been on, he's been on my case a lot lately. Darn right. Similar, similar story, Pete, when you first arrived. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, for me, I ended up having to audition, uh, about three months before my start date. So uh, they kind of already knew what I could do. Uh, but my first day, I came in as a, just a training day. It wasn't really meant to ski. And I think the first show, they're like, uh, hey, you want to do opening barefoot? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do an opening barefoot. And I just remember being so nervous. I was like, do not, do not fall on this opening barefoot. You cannot go down. And uh, I ended up making it. But, yeah, that was just that, you know, those, that first professional show, those, those first day jitters. Uh, working themselves all out. Yeah, I bet. Um, and so when you get into this thing we call a slump, you know, <laughs> what do you do? Uh, is there magic? Like you turn your I head around the wrong other way or is it like baseball? How do you get out of that? I don't know. I don't know if Pete knows about slumps. <laughs> I've been in one for sure. I've been in a couple. But uh, yeah, no, you just got to kind of, for me, it's always been listen to a bunch of different people and, you know, everyone's going to try to tell you how to get out of it or, or what you're doing wrong. But for whatever reason, for me, there's always that one person that will say one thing and, and, you know, maybe everyone else is trying to, trying to say the exact same thing in a, in a different way, but the way they say it, it clicks in your brain, you try that and then boom, it's kind of, it's kind of all better from there. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, so speaking of the swamp, I want to go back to last week and hear Pete's side of it. Uh, we brought up when I tackled Hunter, kind of the beginning of my jumping slump. And uh, I mentioned you were the guy in the boat that came and picked us both up. Yeah. And how you could just feel the tension in the back of the boat. What were you thinking? I was, when, uh, uh, I had my mask on, so I was able to hide my, my laughing smile. So hold on. Let's just set this up a little, little bit for everybody else. So this was had to do with the, uh, by the way, are the police stopping at either one of your houses right now? Do we need to seem like a siren? <laughs> they might be in my driveway. Yeah, place isn't burning <laughs> down or anything. So anyway, the the you guys are going out to jump, right? And you're with who? Who's on the? Uh, when I, I was me, Hunter, and I can't remember who the outside guy was. Well, Hunter's a pretty good jumper, correct? Yeah, I was. Definitely the worst jumper out there. Takes it extremely Maybe seriously. Like doesn't fall. And you guys keep track of if you do fall, correct? Consecutive. And so when you yeah. fall as a jumper <laughs> in your line of business, it's kind of a big thing. And we talked about this last week. Like sometimes other things happen when you're jumping with a team that create that 
possibility you may fall. So from there, then what? You're jumping with him, Nick, and? Uh, so Hunter's doing the inside flip. I'm doing a helicopter between two flips. And we all come around. I thought I was sticking the landing. And for some reason, I just cut hard right, like land on my butt. Once key comes out, I'm all on one leg and go flying across the wake right. And I tackled Hunter, uh, who was just landing his front flip. So then me and Hunter are both laying in the water with our skis up. And Pete, Pete circles around and comes and picks us up because he was the safety boat in position at that time. Uh, and so he gets out of the boat or gets into the boat from being picked up. And I assume he's not very happy. <laughs> no, nah, he just had this like mean mug look on his face and just like not making eye contact with anyone. He's just kind of looking out of the boat. And, and I look at Nick in the mirror and Nick kind of looks at me and does one of these <laughs> looks. And I, I, was, yeah, I was cracking up and just, just trying to not make a, make a big deal about it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you could, you could cut the tension with a knife. There's really nowhere to go when you're in a, a ski boat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kind of staring at right each other. Right in front of a live crowd. <laughs> oh, yeah. One down, all down. So <laughs> is there any kind of hazing rituals that go on when a new skier comes into the organization? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's definitely some hazing. <laughs> Not sure if it's family appropriate to talk about. Just a little, uh, little spank on the rear end, but... Uh, it's it's the uh, welcome welcome to the jump team. You've made it. <laughs> so do you get that yeah. that little uh, spank initially, like you're on the team, or do you have to like make a few? You, you gotta know? you gotta make your first ever four man front flip in a show. Oh, and uh, that is the that is the welcome. And that has happened for you, Big Stick. Not yet. I haven't been spanked at all. <laughs> Well, I guess it's something maybe to look forward to. I, I might avoid the, the four-man flip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Pete, um, as far as, like, just what you like to, to do, if, as far as a favorite act, a favorite performance, I mean, how long have you been um, down at, at Legoland with the Stars of Florida? So I started uh, in the summer, June of 2017. Okay. Uh, I skied for one full year. In the summer of 2018, I left for two months to ski a show in Japan, oh. and then I returned after that and got rehired in November of 2018, and I've been full-time since then, I guess with a slight hiatus uh, during coronavirus. So the big point there is you like this. Like, you oh, yeah. You love to ski. You know, there's, there's nothing better than you know you, you just do this awesome jump act or, or wakeboard run or sky ski, and, and you can hear the crowd you know, uh, just, just getting really excited about what you're doing on the water. and. And obviously, it's it's a great job because we're already doing what we're naturally passionate about, water skiing. But then to get that gratification uh, from from all those watching is is that much better. So we jump around a lot here, but you just took me in a new place. So, um, and Nick, you can comment on this. You were sitting in um, obviously with with the pandemic in a small little house in the bedroom office and doing inside sales not living the life that you wanted to live not making the money you wanted to make. And you finally got the opportunity to, to go ahead and, and go ski. And we talked about it. It was, mm -hmm. it wasn't the easiest decision, which kind of blew my mind. Like, what are you waiting for? Go. Um, Pete, you know, knowing that I'm sure it's the same and you can relate to those kind of things, but you've been doing it a while now. You're still doing it. 
Like, what keeps the juice flowing? Is it a certain jump? Is it something you learn new? Or is it that crowd? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's got to be just obviously the natural love that I have for the sport. Uh, but, you know, in, in my mind, and there's nothing better than, than skiing for a, a packed full stadium and just hearing the crowd go wild when you land after that jump act. So you've been international internationally skiing. Any differences? Or does the crowd make the same noise wherever you go? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. The, the cool part about Japan, uh, different show course, it was almost like a, like skiing in a stadium. Uh, there's people all around you and, and they're all Japanese. They don't speak too much English and, and, uh, you know, they have no idea what the announcer is saying. Our announcer spoke English, right. uh, but they're just going crazy anyway that, you know, they just loved it. So you're coming around the corner and you're almost high five and the people standing on shore. So that was, that was really cool as well. So it's the people, any, Pizza. any... go ahead. Pete uh, Pete showed me some pictures of that show course where he skied in Japan, and uh, it looks something very similar to like the Milwaukee River. So like they're doing a show on something just like downtown Dark. Milwaukee is what it looked like to me. Well, it depends when you went just downtown, ne- but it was Milwaukee River is very dark and well, it was. It's much cleaner uh, now. More, <laughs> I was talking more size. Oh, gotcha. Size, uh, than <laughs> the color of the water, but the darkness. Yeah, so we talked about that as well. So skiing on a river, skiing on dark water, any do you feel any difference when you're in a, a bigger lake, smaller lake, wide rivers? What are the those kind of conditions? How do you adapt? Uh, I'd say the biggest thing is is rough water that makes the, the difference for us. Uh, some people feel a big difference skiing on salt water over fresh water. Um, which I don't notice a huge difference. I think the jump landings are a little more firm just because the water's more uh, dense and buoyant. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, yeah, rough water is definitely the biggest issue, which would generally come from a bigger lake uh, where the wind can pick up more and and push those waves across. Got it. What kind of jumpers do you use today? Uh, I use Conleys today, sixty-eight inch Conley HC eight hundreds. Got it. Got it. And the name of Nick's dog, Conley. Conley. She's biting her tail right now, looking at me. <laughs> as far as um, your favorite acts, or what do you like to do? I mean, what are you working on? So we talk about goals a couple times now. So short-term goal, long-term goal for you when it comes to skiing? Uh, short-term goal uh, would probably be to to learn a few more tricks. Uh, I've been trying to learn a whirly bird on the wakeboard for a while now. Uh, so that's definitely one of my, my short-term goals. Uh, long-term, would I would say continue to uh, improve my jump count, try not to have any more falls. And, uh, yeah, just keep, keep loving what I'm doing. We're going to talk about that jump count a little bit later in the, uh, the show. Um, so there was a big tournament in town last week. It was it last weekend, the all American over at Cypress gardens. And I think that was a kickoff yep. to tournament season. How did that go? Did you guys participate? Tell me a little bit about that. I was there, uh, early Saturday morning with Pete and his roommate, Matt. I think we had coffee and donuts and we watched Pete's girlfriend, Darian, do her swivel run, which uh, I guess Pete can dive into a little bit and the results of that. Yeah, she uh, she skied really well and ended up uh, taking home first place nice. for the uh, All-American Tournament. I actually heard so that on, on the, water ski, that. the Water Ski Podcast mentioned that. Cool, very cool. The only yeah, was... podcast in water skiing. <laughs> yeah it was uh it was pretty exciting and that's always a really fun tournament uh it's definitely gotten smaller throughout the years and, and this year is tough with a lot of construction at the site 
but it's you know it still has that kind of Cypress Gardens right. uh, ring to it in the in the competition. I gotta believe a lot of people are excited about just skiing coming back, right? Your show started up a couple months ago now, and now a tournament. And I'm hearing from you know the the sh- the, the other podcasts that <clears throat> a lot of the amateur shows are already planning. So um, in the world of water skiing, it seems like things are are starting to get back on track. Yeah, definitely uh, opens up your eyes and and makes you not take anything for granted. No kidding. So speaking of not taking anything for granted. Did you land the flips with with your team, Nick? I uh, I went down on a triple flip with the uh, with the little guys. So we ended up picking up a guy we ski with at Lego, uh, Jordan Block. He was competing in freestyle open, and I realized the team jump was seven minutes instead of a standard five. And uh, I asked, I realized we didn't have enough material with the little guys uh, to jump for seven minutes. Yep. So I asked Jordan to come jump with us, and uh, the people running the event were uh, fine with it. So we did uh, a couple of ride-overs, triple heli, triple flip, and we were going to finish on a five-man ride-over, and we ran out of time. So tell me the size of the jumpers on your team that went off that, that ramp and the weight to uh, approximate. I think, <laughs> I think I probably had a couple hundred pounds on <laughs> those the other guys, and... Uh, they came up to about my waist. <laughs> I think we've brought up Eric Berglund's name in both episodes now, so we may as well do it for a third time. But two of the the, the um, guys you were jumping with were his sons, correct? Yep, Tyler and Brett. And th- is Which, it Tyler that's uh, the youngest? Yep, Tyler's uh, pretty young. I think he's 10 or 11 maybe. So how do you go off a, a, a ramp with that type so of weight Tyler, difference? Uh, Tyler hits the ramp at 19 to 20 miles per hour. And the day before the tournament, uh, Pete drove me at Lego in between shows. And I did a couple of ride overs at, uh, 20 miles per hour just to see if, uh, I could do that. <laughs> so <laughs> actually a little bit nervous about it. What did you end up? Uh, did you place? We took second. Excellent. Excellent. How many actually yeah. were competing? Uh, it was us couple guys from uh sarasota and then us again two <laughs> there's two 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 uh team jump teams <laughs> well, good i'm glad you took home the hardware and a lot of fun yeah, for we those did guys get a trophy. Sure. <laughs> good and it was pretty well attended yeah i thought so there's a big crowd from uh north carolina south carolina pete south carolina good south carolina uh show ski team they uh brought pretty much their whole club down and competed in individual events all right well it's it might be time to join you two the guinness or the michelob ultra <laughs> oh you're drinking the guinness cheers boys genius beer oh cheers i actually like this is not a lot of pressure on that pour well i'm using a wine glass that's actually plastic for a Guinness, which isn't your typical Irish pour, I'm sure, but it does fit it well. It's my kind of thing. Um, so, Pete, any any funny stories now that you're getting to know Big Stick that you can share? Well, uh, yeah. What, what's he actually bringing to the team? Uh, morale, high morale. Mm. Uh, he's just he's good to have in the locker room, and you know it's fun to see new guys come down here, and you know maybe they're not always 
perfectly brushed up on all their tricks, but you know, then they kind of go through the journey of learning just like we all did at one point or another. And, uh, but yeah, the, uh, probably the, one of the better stories I have right when I knew Nick and I would be great friends was the, uh, first weekend down here. Uh, we had a big, a big team party gathering, uh, before one week before the opening of the new show. And, uh, we took the homemade pontoon across the lake because the uh, the party was hosted right across the lake from from where I live. The water taxi. Uh, the water taxi, yeah. And so uh, on the way home, I had a couple too many road sodas, so uh, I was puking over the side of the boat oh. and uh, you know just not not having a great time. And here comes Nick right next to me, kind of rubs my back for a few seconds, and then he starts puking too. <laughs> That's a visual none of us probably want to see, but I think there's a picture of it, the two of us uh, with our heads over the side of the homemade raft. You do yeah. take a lot of videos and pictures, so I'm sure there's a picture yeah. somewhere. I wasn't taking the pictures that time. No, that would be tricky. Um, so yeah. every every podcast we talk about this streak, and you kind of were touching on that. So every week we ask Nick, his goal is to get to 100 straight jumps. I know we all know you track that. Um, in the locker room. So, where are we at as of today? Last time it was one. We've made improvements. I think we're uh, we're up to three. Three. There hasn't been a fall in between, but I was thinking about this today, and I think I've only jumped twice since then. I've uh, been working on some other stuff. Barefoot. The last. Uh, yep, I've been doing a lot of barefooting. Uh, Pete's kind of been with me on that whole journey. He's. <laughs> was dry, dry doing a lot of driving for me on that is the gas burning or the the gas in the you know the the boat burning a little little hot when you're pulling big stick <laughs> he is a big boy that uh that throttle is hammered down when he's in the water How fast for the first few seconds to... but once, once he planes out we're able to back off a little bit and give the uh give the motor a break <laughs> we uh discussed that today uh, i was doing a couple flyers and don holly to donnie I think you need to give him more speed once he hits the water. I said, yeah, Pete says he puts the throttle all the way to the floor and then what's up. <laughs> so Pete, cause I was doing the, the old uh, disappearing act all day today. <laughs> well, and it's, it's good to explain today. So, I mean, today was kind of your Pete moment where they said, Hey kid, go to barefoot in the show, right? Yep. I uh, got to barefoot for the first time in the first show today and went out uh, before the show, make sure I could do it, uh, did it fine. And then in the show, I was so worked up about the flyer part and planing out. Uh, I got to the putting my feet in the water and just jammed them in, went right out the front. Not very gentle, I'll say today. <laughs> so down you went. <laughs> yeah, down I went. It's the great thing about it, though. It really, I mean, it's obviously both of your professions. You get paid not to fall, but it's a natural thing, and it just seems like you guys keep learning more and more about skiing, but about each other and how to handle all that, and we, we kind of joke about the, the slumps and, and different things, but yeah, it all seems to work out, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, falls, falls happen, unfortunately. It's just you know how fast you can recover from it and have a good attitude to go out and do it again. That's right. So, Pete, I think the last time we were podcasting, we talked about your streak. And yeah. it was pretty high. How many? Five? Uh, my highest I made was 748 jumps wow. consecutively in a show. 
And you were on your and way I, again, uh, weren't you? What's that? You were on your way again, weren't you? Like 500-something? Uh, yeah, so I made... I had made 500 jumps um, for the second time in January of 2020. Um, and then we got shut down because of coronavirus. Uh, I came back, and I think I had 600 jumps up on the board. Um, I decided to just keep kind of rolling with it and see see if I could make it to 1,000. But, yeah, 749 took me down. Oh, that's a big number. So, Nick, yeah. you're, you're on your way almost to 100, only 900. No, sorry, <laughs> 97 more to go. Yep, almost there. <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, Pete. Thank you so much for joining us, and Thank cheers you guys for having me. Cheers to both of you. This was great, and for their first guest appearance. Thank you so much, and till next time, my friend. Hopefully, you'll join us again. Absolutely. Thanks, cheers, guys. boys. Thanks, All Pete. right. See you in ten minutes. All right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys.